welcome to this week's episode of How's We Manage, where we aim to inspire, bring joy, and teach you ways to better manage yourself. Today, we are going to talk about something that I think a lot of people tend to shy away from, and that is this idea of vulnerability at work. I think when some people hear that word, you may feel this way yourself, but they tend to cringe and clam up and get anxiety thinking about having to share details of their personal life or their struggles. Um, Others may just think that vulnerability is synonymous with being weak, but these are all misconceptions. Exercising and encouraging vulnerability at work can actually be one of our greatest assets as a company and not one of our biggest liabilities. And it doesn't even require you to share any of your personal life. So over the next few minutes, we are going to dive into what vulnerability actually is, the two main reasons why it contributes to your success, And then we'll close out with three simple yet really powerful ways you can exercise more vulnerability today. So let's jump in. When I was writing this episode, I actually asked a handful of people what they thought being vulnerable at work meant. And interestingly enough, the majority thought that it involved divulging aspects of your personal life. So some examples people shared with me were you know, having to tell your coworkers that your parent has cancer or that you're going through a breakup or divorce or that you suffer from depression or anxiety. So things that are honestly very intimate and pretty difficult to share with anyone, let alone at work. Um, So if you're listening and you're nodding your head saying, well, that's exactly what I thought it meant to be vulnerable as well. Well, what I'm about to say might surprise you, but being vulnerable at work doesn't actually require you to divulge even an ounce of your personal life. So to get the actual definition of vulnerability in the workplace, I'm going to turn to Brene Brown. So if you guys don't know Brene, I am going to say you're welcome in advance for introducing you to her. She is a researcher, best-selling author, a podcast host, um, and she has really dedicated her life work to setting vulnerability and courage in the workplace and actually has one of the most viewed TED Talks of all time. Her research and the knowledge that she shares through her books and podcasts, uh, this is not an exaggeration, have really changed my life in the way that I operate in a professional setting. I know that I'm not alone. I have had so many conversations with coworkers and leaders here at House who have similar sentiments. Um, So definitely check her out. But I will get off my Brene Brown soapbox now, Uh, but she defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. It's the willingness to show up and to be seen even when we can't control the outcome. And as you can see, nowhere in there does she say anything about having to discuss your private life. It's about doing things that are more traditionally seen as uncomfortable because they show that you're human, um, maybe not as much of an expert or perfectionist that you like to believe you are. It's about being honest and sharing what's on your mind and doing really hard things and letting people see that you make mistakes. But again, nothing to do with talking about your personal life. So that really flips the script, I think, on the way that we view vulnerability Uh, Speaking from my own experience, I was taught that vulnerability at work in any capacity, especially as a woman, is detrimental to your career, Um, that I needed to appear tough and in control and strong and like I have it all figured out in order to move up that quote unquote corporate ladder, uh, which just isn't true. Um, In fact, having that mentality actually makes it incredibly difficult to ever have influence over other people, let alone continue to advance. It is really hard for others to develop trust and respect for you if you operate like a robot. So what's interesting, too, is what I found 
is that authenticity and vulnerability are typically one of the first things that I look for in other people and that I'm really drawn to, especially when it comes to those in leadership roles. I, I just really value it um, in other people. And I'm willing to bet that's the same for many of you guys listening. So if it's a trait that we want others to have and that we're, we're really drawn to, then why is it that that's actually the last thing that we want to offer up ourselves to other people? It's a bit of a contradiction, right? So we have to really unlearn a lot of these things that we have internalized for years, and it's not easy. Um, and it's not even just unlearning the myth that vulnerability means talking about your personal life, but it's also rejecting the notion that vulnerability is a sign of weakness. It's actually the most courageous thing that you can do, being authentically you without knowing how other people react. Are you going to be accepted and celebrated and encouraged, or are you going to be criticized and judged? So you truly never know the reaction that you're going to get, and that's what makes it one of the most courageous and really brave things that you can do as an individual in the workplace and obviously in life in general. So we've talked about what vulnerability is, uh, but now I actually want to dig into why exactly it's so imperative to adopt and really lean into. So to be honest, there are so many reasons why vulnerability is so beneficial to your career and your experience in the workplace, but I want to focus in on two specific ones, and those are that it helps foster a sense of belonging at work and that it also serves as a catalyst to innovation. So if you've ever studied diversity and inclusion in the workplace, then you know how important a sense of belonging is. It is almost impossible to truly reach your full potential and actually be really engaged in the work that you're doing if you don't feel like you belong on your team or within the company as a whole. So when we encourage others to be vulnerable and acknowledge it when they are, it allows them to feel seen and feel heard and supported and accepted. And that ends up giving them the courage and permission to continue to do so. So when we all collectively commit to embedding this into our culture, where we're embracing vulnerability and seeing it as a positive, instead of making it synonymous with being weak or making other people feel shame, then what we're doing is encouraging each other to bring our full selves to work and saying that we accept each other because of who we are, not despite who we are. So we have to commit to encouraging vulnerability in others which helps with creating that sense of belonging that we need to do our best work each day. But we also need to commit to being vulnerable ourselves. And that connects to that innovation piece that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago. So innovation and vulnerability are completely intertwined with each other. Vulnerability is a catalyst to innovation. It is impossible to create a new method, a product, a process, or share a new idea that can bring positive change without being vulnerable enough to speak up and also being unafraid to fail. So that is not easy. We are typically afraid to speak up or try new things because it opens us up to that judgment, that criticism, rejection that I talked about earlier, none of which obviously feel that great. But being a team player is one of our core competencies at House because it is one of the best ways to build relationships. It allows us to optimize our talent and really influence each other. So when you share your idea, you are trying to improve or make something better that can positively impact your team, your department, really the company as a whole. And that is really at the epicenter of being a team player. It's working with others to achieve a shared goal. So getting the courage to speak up is paramount to actually bringing about the change that we need in order to continue to push the needle forward. 
So to sum up, vulnerability is so important to our success because it creates that sense of belonging that we need in order to fully show up each day. But it also serves as a catalyst to innovation, which is absolutely necessary to our growth as one big team with a shared purpose. So now I want to dig into a few ways you can exercise vulnerability on a daily basis. And I'm going to admit they are not going to be easy. You're supposed to feel a little bit uncomfortable because vulnerability is hard. But in that uneasiness, that is really where the growth happens. So our first tip to just being more vulnerable at work is to lean into uncomfortable conversations. I am willing to bet many of you are just like me and absolutely detest having hard conversations at work. I personally would pay money to not have to have them. Um, And we avoid them because we want to avoid the vulnerability that's required to have that conversation. So we don't want to deal with the discomfort, but by doing so, all we're doing is allowing a disagreement or a conflict or poor behavior or even a misunderstanding continue to go on. We're not resolving something. And in turn, we're probably just going to get more resentful. Um, So that's why we have to embrace vulnerability and lean into those hard conversations. When you advocate for yourself to your manager, when you're working cross-departmentally with someone on a project and strongly disagree on how to approach an aspect of it and have to speak up, um, even when you pull someone aside because they spoke to you in a disrespectful way in a meeting, all of those are really hard conversations to have and they put you in a really vulnerable state. And the easy way out would be to say nothing and keep chugging along. But I promise that when you do that, the uncomfortable situation will just keep popping back up. So really lean, need to lean into it and be a bit vulnerable and comfortable place of empathy. And I promise you, the person that you're speaking with will absolutely appreciate your honesty and the respect that you've shown them um, and really the respect for the relationship by talking it out. So instead of letting yourself continue to dwell in a state of anxiety over it, you will just feel so much better and it won't continue to impact your work environment or that feeling of belonging that's so important to have. All right, our next tip is to own your mistakes. So it is human nature to want to preserve your ego at all costs. So all too often we make a mistake, we take a quick glance around, we make sure that no one saw that we messed up, and then we just sweep it under the rug. But we have to fight against that. We are not perfect and we will miss the mark many times and many ways. And when we ignore our mistakes and act like they never happen or even try to justify them or cover them up, it is such a missed opportunity to practice vulnerability. So when you have an honest conversation with your leader, your teammates, or if you're a manager yourself with your direct reports and really own the situation, it is a huge relationship builder. So it signals that you have enough self-awareness to notice and acknowledge your imperfections and you value your work and your relationship with others enough to speak up. You are more focused on getting it right than being right. You're exercising vulnerability here because you have that courage to face it head on and learn and move forward. And to anyone listening who is a manager, it is extra important to own your mistakes. As you guys all know, you serve as the role model for the type of behavior that is expected on your team. So when you own your mistakes, it will cause a domino effect and will really encourage your team to also own theirs. You are giving them the permission to be human and really creating that psychological safety that is needed for them to speak up. So our last tip here to being more vulnerable at work is to just ask for help. 
Um, this one kind of connects to the last tip that we just talked about, but as a society, we have been conditioned to believe that asking for help or admitting that you don't know the answer to something is seen as a weakness or a lack of competence. Um, but you know, we so badly want to excel in our careers and want people to view us as confident and capable and in control. And I think regardless of what level you're at or how far you are in your career, this is something that we all experience in different ways at different times. But the reality is that we do not have all of the answers all the time. None of us do. And no one expects us to. Um, not even your own leader is all knowing themselves. And of course, I still encourage you to do your due diligence each day. Try to solve a problem on your own first or find the information that you need. But once you've exhausted your options, speak up. You can just say, hey, I need some help. Um, and this goes for small things, but also for really important and sensitive and more critical situations as well. Being vulnerable enough to speak up and ask for help is a huge trust builder. People really respect those that can admit that they need to consult someone um, on something. And obviously, don't ever let yourself feel shame for doing so, because in the end, you're going to get the information or help that you need to be effective at your job. And that is better than being the person who is too stubborn to say anything, which can end up costing the company time and money Two things that are very hard to get back. All right, everyone. Well, we have reached the end of our time together today. I want you to remember that vulnerability is not a nice to have. It's a must have. It is imperative. Much of what you see in house today was built by those who were courageous enough to be vulnerable. And in order to get it, we need to give it. We need to give others permission to be vulnerable, show them empathy when they do share, and really thank them. Our culture and ability to be innovative is really at stake. So Let's lean into uncomfortable conversations, let's own our mistakes, and let's ask for help when we need it. Let's rewrite the narrative around this word and choose to view vulnerability as one of our greatest assets and not a liability. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of How's We Manage and look forward to seeing you next time. For now, have a great week.